Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Welcome to episode 50 of the Fantasy Joes. I'm Ryan Livergood. Joining me as always, we've got Will Greenwood, Trey Barrett, and a very special guest that really doesn't need any introduction at all. He's a senior staff writer and ADP maestro at DLF, Dynasty Commissioner Guru, co-founder of the Dynasty Command Center, and the host or co-host of several podcasts you probably have in your rotation, including the Dynasty Blueprint, the DLF Podcast, Player Raider Pod, Commission Impossible Podcast, and of course, The Bull Rush. That's right, everybody. For our 50th episode, this is the one and only Ryan McDowell. Ryan, welcome. Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Honored to be a guest. Not only a guest, but a guest on the 50th episode. That's a big deal. Congrats. Thank you. We, we wanted to have you on since we conceived this podcast, Ryan, because you are the man in the Dynasty football community. We, we love your shows. We're a big fan of you. For, for, before we get into that, any words of wisdom for us? Because this is uh, we're into 50 episodes. Any, any advice? Uh, man, just, just keep grinding, I guess. You know, I, I feel like I still feel relatively new to podcasting, actually, which, which probably sounds silly because I've, I've kind of piled them up. You, you listed them there. But um, when I first started writing a few years ago, I was, I, I was just so nervous to even be on a podcast. I would, I would be asked or invited to do some some guest spots and I would just turn them down because uh, it was not something I felt comfortable with and and honestly it's still um, I still feel that way sometimes so um, yeah just keep plugging away and you guys you guys are doing great so far I really appreciate it uh, so we're, we're not gonna we don't do like a news or notes but is there anything that's popped up this week from either a dynasty or fantasy perspective, any major takeaways um, from the news, whether it's the Josh Gordon news, anything else, anything that pops out in your mind, you feel like you really want to talk about at the top of the show, Ryan? Well, I guess, first of all, I'm just excited to see camps opening. I'm uh, just, just that there is news is, is good news for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gotta be the Gordon thing and that's just, just the mystery around that. We're not exactly sure what's going on. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a good thing, whatever it is. Um, but it, that's uh, clearly just, just a tough situation. And um, obviously his, his personal life and, and uh, personal battle, if we want to say that trumps everything else, but, but we are here to talk about fantasy football. So that's what we'll do. He's got to be the most volatile player from a dynasty perspective that, that there is. He, and, and he hasn't truly been, good he certainly hasn't been elite in in years but he's essentially valued that way so um he remains a player i will stay away from in dynasty uh but also a player i will be cheering for and and hoping he hits the field and and overcomes whatever is going on yeah absolutely go ahead will i was gonna say i hope he has it sorted out with the with the browns too and what they're doing as, as an organization because if he's getting fined for missing OTAs too, or, or, t- or technically skipping them, if it's a team exemption, his contract's only worth 790k this year. If he racks up, you know, half that in fines at the very beginning of the season, that would be 
that's definitely not good for somebody who's coming back from basically living on the streets, you know, and then coming to the NFL. So I assume, I, I mean, I would, I would bet that that all worked out, but just kind of another interesting tidbit. Hey, Trey, he's a guy that the other day in our chat, you kind of suggested, you know, buy low question mark. Do you still feel that way, Trey? The thing for me is that I, this isn't concerning for me at all. As a matter of fact, more than anything, it's kind of reassuring. I feel like th- this to me and, and, you know, take football out of the equation. I'm happy that it seems like Josh Gordon has his priorities straight because for him, I think staying clean is bigger than football right now. And, and I think that that's the most important thing for him as a person. And for his value in dynasty, that's the most important thing. Because if he has another issue and is suspended again, his dynasty value pretty much evaporates into nothing. So for him to make sure that he's got a solid plan, uh, you know, I'm sure that the Browns would love to see him in uh, training camp day one. Uh, But until I don't, I do, I think if, if the Josh Gordon owner is panicking, I think his ADP has gotten a little bit a little bit higher than, than, you know, where I'd like to invest. But as we all know, ADP doesn't always indicate trade value. And so if you've got someone who doesn't have much wide receiver depth and and they're a little anxious and and you can slide them a a starter that's a little safer um, and and get a guy like Gordon, who's got a little bit more of a boom opportunity. I I think it could, I think, I think that there's no, um, no reason not to float some offers out there and see what someone's willing to sell them for. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I've contended all along. Josh Gordon is not a guy I want to touch in Dynasty. I, I really loved him for redraft this year, but Dynasty, I, I just don't like those guys. I just don't like that volatility. Um, it's just too easy to fall in love with that potential. I'm, I'm going to have nothing to do with them and continue that. So somebody tosses out there De- Devin Funches for Josh Gordon. For, for like, what do you mean? Like if I, so, if so I you have Devin Funches and they have Josh Gordon and they send you the offer Josh Gordon for Devin Funches. What do you, you know? Do? I don't like Devin Funches. So yes, it, it, it depends. I mean, come on, give me, give yeah, me I'd rather one. have Josh Gordon. <laughs> Ryan, Devin Funches or Josh Gordon? <laughs> Josh Gordon. For sure. I was just looking at some, right. Like, you know, like, you know, it could be, I mean, no. I would take Josh Gordon too. That wasn't that great of a conversation, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's worth it to test the barometer of what I'm saying. Right. Um, so, well, yeah, fun, I mean, Funchess is, he's a good test case because he is, he is still, um, he's still a young wide receiver, obviously produced last year, but yet everyone still pretty much seems to doubt him or, um, you know, we could, we could even say hate him. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, looking at the ADP and and this is of course, pre Gordon news, but he's right at right above Sammy Watkins in our July ADP from DLF. I would easily prefer Sammy Watkins and you can go probably 10 to 15 guys below him. And, and I'm taking those guys over, over Gordon. So we're talking about Evan Ingram, Landry, Alshon, uh, getting into some quarterbacks and, and some of these rookie running backs. Essentially, I think if we form this ADP today right this minute with this uh this cloud over gordon we're probably he's probably moving down close to 20 spots yeah yeah that that's that sounds about right another thing i want to mention with news coming out you know you know my thing i want to mention so so ryan you don't know this but i'm a bears fan and i've been you know consuming all the the news coming out of bears camp you know whether it's fans on twitter or the beat writers or whatever and the, the stuff that's coming out of bears training camp you know anthony Moore, miller is legit playmaker Jordan Howard can actually catch the ball. Maybe he's going to be this, uh, you know, be on the field in third down a little bit more than, than people think. A-Rob is looking like his old self. But, but the one negative out of Bears camp is that Mitch Trubisky has been inconsistent. And I think that presents a buying opportunity because if you look at what's going into Bears camp, 
they're giving all kinds of guys different reps with, with the first team. I mean, Kevin White is getting multiple reps with the first team just to see who he is, like Josh Bellamy. So the Bears are playing around. They're installing this, installing this new offense. And the defense is definitely going to be head of the offense at this point in time. It's the same defensive unit that's coming back with Vic Fangio leading the defense. So I think that little ounce of negativity that's dropped out there uh, about Mitch Trubisky, I think it presents a buying window to get him now because I think he's going to have a, a really solid year. I think he's on his way up. So I like Mitch Trubisky. I think you take advantage of that, that news that's coming out and, and grab him if you can. Yeah, I like that call. And um, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be a Bears fan, I would, I would say. They're certainly uh, made some exciting changes this offseason. And, and, you know, you guys and um, me on, on some of my podcast and, and pretty much everybody else has tabbed them to be this year's version of the Rams and those that's uh you know those are high expectations um we don't you don't see teams go from uh one of the worst offenses in the league to one of the top scoring teams in the league just you know from one year to the next very often uh it's like the same conversation who's this year's Alvin Kamara who is this year's Tom Brady or Darren Sproles or Anquan Bolden those those guys don't come around every year and that kind of turnaround's not going to happen every year either. Uh, that said, <laughs> I'm still excited about some of these, uh, some of these moves the bears have made. And I agree with you. I'm excited about Trubisky as well. So will Trey, b- before we move on, any, any nuggets that we've heard this week that, that you want to want to share that you think present either a buying opportunity or anything just, just worth mentioning. No, I thought I, I was getting a little nervous when I was looking at the show sheet and I saw your training camp buzz uh, hype with all of these guys. I'm like, Oh no, what's happened? Ryan's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's <laughs> drinking this, the, the, the orange and, and Navy Kool-Aid. Uh, but, um, no, I, I do, man, I, I deleted sleeper bot from my phone today and I was like, I'll wait until like week three of the preseason and reinstall it because all of the blurbs I'm getting, I, I mean, literally I read every one and then I roll my eyes um, but I, I have to remind myself to look through it. And I'm going to continue to say, those of you listening, like the hype is real. And you get two sleeper bot blurbs about the same player on back-to-back days. And there are people out there that will overpay for those players with the positive blurbs coming out. So, uh, you know, don't, don't do what I did and delete sleeper bot. Um, you know, utilize the opportunities because the hype, I mean, man, people it, like we're like jonesing for the Hall of Fame game, which is just terrible NFL football we are like chomping at the bit for next Thursday night when we can sit down and watch NFL action and it's going to be terrible so same thing with you know people are just wanting any positive morsel they can about their favorite you know Kevin White you know some some videos coming out of him making some plays Uh, so I really do think there'll be some opportunities to capitalize on some of the hype I was a little nervous Ryan that you were uh, you were buying in a little bit there I thought we're gonna have to have an intervention well, I think the key is I think there are some good takeaways if you, you know, scratch below the surface. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, consuming all the Bears content I can, but those little blurbs don't tell you the whole story. But I think if you take the time and you can go to these, you know, online, you know, go to your local library, there's a plug for the library, at Roto Librarian, and, and dig in and read more about what's going on in, in these training camps. And, and you can, I think, uh, pull out some, some useful information like that. Like, put that in context. Why is Mr. Trubisky inconsistent? If you, if you dig a little deeper, you might find out why. But we don't really have the time to do that. And we're just looking at these uh, sleeper bot um, updates, that kind of thing. So I think there is some value 
if you take the time to really research what's going on. It's just, do we have the time to do that? And can you trust these reports too? I mean, uh, there's also that. And that's the other thing. So even if you take the time, maybe you can't trust it. So, Will? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for OTAs to get started and for things to really start rolling. So I didn't have a really good news update, except for when I was trying to find Marquise Lee uh, on the interweb quickly. I noticed he doesn't have a U in his name, which I thought was strange. It's M-A-R-Q-I-S-E. So he does not follow the English language rule of uh, U after Q. He, he, he's, a spe- he's a special player, so he has a special first name. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, just made it, it just made it annoying to find. I don't know. I just was like, uh. Trail, why don't we why don't we play the game? You you have a like a little now we're marketing that says Dynasty Trades. You must crush your opponent. So all right, we're gonna we're gonna play a Dynasty Trades game, and and it's gonna pit our guest uh, Ryan McDowell against uh, Ryan Livergood and, and Will Greenwood. And so ultimately, I have, a, I have a question. Yes, yes, sir. Since we're playing Ryan McDowell, can, can Will and I team up? Can we be teammates? Because you know Ryan's on Twitter. Uh, even though I'm, I'm, my Twitter game is not bad. Um, what, what can we do? Can we, since it's the 50th episode, Trey, what do you say? Mm, much fear in you. I sense. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. If you guys want to team up, I'm cool with that. I uh, mean, well, you, know. well, do you want to team up or you just want to go solo? I don't know if I contribute much to that though. On the Twitter side of things. Fine. Let's just go solo. Let's go. Never, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Sorry. I brought it up. I can edit that out. So, so Ryan, I'm going to introduce <laughs> I just, I just love that. That's my, I can't, though, because you got the Yoda impression, so it's got to stay. That's right. <laughs> so I got to edit that out. So we're gonna, I'm just going to explain this a little, because this is a little bit of a shift. Previously, when we've done Dynasty Trades, we've kind of done the prices Right edition. Um, but I, I found then that people are trying to box out, and, and you know, they're low, you know, low-balling, going 51% just to not bust. And so I really wanted to get you guys, all three of you, to, to give your you know, best guess on what actually is happening without having to worry about the rules of the game. So we've kind of altered the rules now to favor being as close as possible to the actual um, percentage. So ultimately, I'm going to show you two sides of a trade. I'm going to tell you how many votes the trade got and all the details that were put on Twitter. Um, I tried to go with trades that had at least 100 votes, so we didn't get any kind of small sample sizes. So ultimately, you're going to pick which side of the trade you think that Twitter selected um, and I, I will tell you this, there were no 50-50 ties, so uh, there's a winner in each of these. And you'll ultimately guess which side Twitter picked, and then you're going to pick uh, the percent of Twitter that picked that side of the trade. So you get one point if you get the side correct, and then you get either one or two points depending on how close you are. If you're within 10 percentage points at uh, one point, within five percentage points, you get two points. And I'll keep score. And uh, so let's get the first trade up here. Uh, trade number one was a, a 10-team Superflex trade that received 485 votes. Also, all of these trades are within the last two weeks. So this is all recent. So 10-team Superflex. Uh, team A traded Cam Newton. And Team B traded Jimmy G in the 2018 1.10. So Cam Newton for Jimmy G and the 1.10. Um, and, and, and we'll – I'll let you uh, let you go first, Ryan McDowell. All right, let's see. So the I think the Jimmy G side won. Um, and I do I go ahead and give the percentage now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say it was sixty-two to thirty-eight. 
All right, Jimmy G, 62%. All right, Will, we'll go in order, and that way you guys can rotate going first. So, Will, I'm going to let you go next. Which, which side and, and what percent? All right. Uh, I'm going to go slightly higher, and I'll go 66% for the Jimmy G and 110, 10-team super flex. All right. And uh, liver good. I'll let, you, you'll bring up the rear for us. Excellent. Um, now, we can't bust on this, right? That's right. No busting. You, okay. If you're over, you're fine. No, okay. no prices, right rules. So just remind our listeners, Team A, Cam Newton, Team B, Jimmy G, and the 2018-110. I don't think you can underestimate the, the power of, of the love for, for Jimmy G out there. So I'm going to go a little higher. I agree it's that side. So I'm going to go 69% for Team B, Jimmy G, and the 2018-110. All right. So everybody with a consensus here for the Jimmy G and 1.10 side. So uh, all three of you got it correct. 76% of Twitter took the Jimmy G in the 2018 1.10. So uh, ultimately, Ryan, uh, you're going to get uh, three points. Will, you're going to get three points. And, and Ryan McDowell, I'm going to have to just call you guys by last names. McDowell is going to get two, two points here. So I'm, I'm curious what you guys thought about this this trade obviously jimmy g is the new hotness and um obviously limited sample size but a lot of promise surrounding you know the kyle shanahan offense he's going into uh, what do you guys think about this trade do you think it's really this one-sided or, or how how equal do you think the two sides of this trade are adding the 110 to jimmy g for for a guy like cam newton who's just consistently produced such elite numbers I think it's closer for me than than the numbers show here. Uh, but I still, I mean, I still prefer Cam to Garoppolo head to head. I think a lot of people are on the other end of that. So I, I just feel like most people look at this as they'd rather have Garoppolo, and then getting a first rounder on top is is just a, a huge bonus. Um, so I, I guess I'm not surprised at the gap, but uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be that much of a gap for me personally. I think it matters too if it's it's not said here, and I, I don't know what the standard is. I never really thought about it. Is a super flex a six point per passing touchdown or four point per passing touchdown, uh, and where that matters? Uh, again, like ten team though. I mean, I guess it's the last pick in the first round, but the Cam Newton like hate is is pretty hot right now on Twitter as far as where he's valued and what he can do. So I think that offense he's gonna just that offense is gonna be good. Like they have so many weapons, so. I think it should be closer. I still think I'd take uh, Team B just because, I don't know, I like having that, that 2018 1, 1.10. You could get a nice young quarterback too. Yeah, I think the value – I mean, the value is definitely on Team B, but I would I want Cam Newton over Jimmy G. So if I'm trying – if I'm Team B trying to get Cam Newton, um, I'm going to try to pay a little bit less to, to pick him up if that makes sense. But, yeah, Cam Newton, we just underwrite him all the time. He's a guy in a super flex league, just is such a valuable quarterback. So I, I really would want Cam Newton over Jimmy G. We just don't know what he is. And I, and I have a feeling that he's going to be a better NFL quarterback than a fantasy quarterback personally. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. I, I think these are two guys for me. Cam Newton is a buy where he's being valued by the community and Jimmy G's a sell. So I, I think that, you know, because the, one, one, the 110 in 2018, if this league is like many, you're looking at six – running backs and four uh, quarterbacks going off the board. So you're likely going to get the leftover, um, either that fourth quarterback or that sixth running back. And so, you know, the, the, the likelihood, I, I think it would be pretty tempting, but I just like Cam Newton so much. And I like that floor with the rushing. 
And, and I just, Jimmy G is just, for me, um, makes me nervous. The value, where he's being valued is, is just crazy. So, all right, so we're at uh, three points for each of the Joes and, and two points for our guests. So we're going to jump over to point of order. I think, I think Will and I only have uh, two points because we, because you have to be within 5% to get um, the, t- the two bonus. Cause what, for oh, you, you're right. Get it correct. It's one point. Then to, if you're within 10%, you get another point. I, I can't even score my own game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Ryan, you're right. It's, it's still Ryan, the- are, we might be tied. Ryan, where were you? What was your percentage? Do you, do you recall? 62%. Okay, yeah, I, think yeah, so we, I think I only have one point. I think I had three points. Wait, so I think well, I have five points. No, <laughs> no I, okay. think we're, I think we're all tied, actually. So officially, Will was in 10%, so you get a second point, Will. So you have two. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Ryan, you were also within 10 Nobody was within 5%. Okay. So it's so, two to two to one. I'm pretty good at this math stuff, guys. <laughs> all right, so this is trade right. number two. This is a little bit more uh, simple, right? It's, it's a straight up. This is a 12-team. I don't think Superflex matters, but it's a 12-team Superflex trade, 223 votes. Uh, pitting Amari Cooper one for one for Allen Robinson. And so, uh, Will, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Uh, I'll go – I think and this this was taken within the last, like, few days. Yep, in the last two weeks. I'll go say 71% Amari Cooper. Okay, and uh, – We'll keep the keep the order going. So uh, let Ryan Livergood, this is close because these guys, I, if memory serves, are right next to each other in ADP, I think, or or they're you know uh, they're they're in the same ballpark. Oh man, I I think people, it's real narrow. I I think people still still would barely take Amari Cooper over an Allen Robinson on Twitter. Oh, but there's so much Alan. No, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut. There's so much Amari Cooper hate, I think, on Twitter. I think. So I'll go Alan Robinson just barely, maybe like 51%. Okay. And Ryan McDowell, what do you, what do you got? Yeah, I, I agree with Ryan. I think, first of all, I think it's close. I think Robinson probably came out ahead. I'm going to say Robinson 56%. All right, so we got uh, Mari Cooper, Mari Cooper for Will, and uh, Allen Robinson in the low fifties for for the Ryan's, and uh, so it's what we got. Fifty nine. Wow, oh man, Twitter spreads. Fifty nine percent of uh, Twitter respondents to this trade took Amari Cooper. So Will. Uh, you, you weren't within 10%, but you do pick up one point. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't stick. I mean, you know, you, you, you're you now at three points. Ryan Livergood and, and Ryan McDowell, you guys both. You know, I found this interesting because I think that both of these are guys whose value is still being largely placed on potential. Neither of these guys. Alan Robinson has the one year, right? The 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns where he just was a target. Mom, which, ironically, you know, the, the next year – that he was healthy and played all 16 games in Jacksonville. He had the same amount of targets with drastically less production. And then you've got Amari Cooper, who first two years in the league, you know, was, was putting up incredible numbers. Um, never, never quite, you know, 1,400 yards, but that potential has always been there. He's young. Uh, so what, what, you guys think these, these guys are pretty close. I'll let you start, Ryan McDowell, because I know, you know, anything for Amari, right? He's, he's always been your guy. And, and I – I kind of felt like last year there were some opportunities to buy Amari. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on which of these guys you'd prefer? 
Yeah, there definitely were some some buying opportunities for Cooper last year with uh, with his struggles. Um, but I mean, he's still the guy I prefer here. I'm pretty excited about um, about his upcoming season, and uh, you know, say what you will about about Gruden coming out of retirement and coming back after so many years and some of the moves they've made. Uh, regardless of all that, we've seen his wide receivers, wide receiver ones put up big numbers um, throughout his coaching career. So, uh, and, and I also expect them to be bad. I, I kind of hate their running backs. I think they're going to have to throw a ton, probably even more than they did uh, over the past couple years. And, and we know Crabtree's gone now. So um, th- they've made other moves there obviously as well, but I think Cooper's, clearly the top guy there and and um i really just think he his production throughout his career um so far as being uh, under underappreciated i guess you know i mean i think i believe he had a thousand yard seasons for his first two to to begin his career and that's that's pretty rare um so i i just think maybe last year we're overreacting to that a little bit. I thought it interesting. I will, I don't know if you or, or um, Ryan have any comments or anything you'd like to add. I found it interesting because I found another poll, which was ironically uh, Stefan Diggs compared to Allen Robinson. And that poll was 60, 40 on the Stefan Diggs side. So uh, I found it interesting because I do feel like Allen Robinson is getting a lot of buzz this off season. And I, I did find it a little surprising I like it. I think I think it's going to be very difficult for him to ever even get close to repeating that 1,400-yard, 14-touchdown season. Um, and, and I think that, you know, him being such a target monster in this newfound Chicago offense that's going to just be, be the, you know, 2018 Rams, I, I think I kind of expected these polls would be swung in the other direction. So you guys have any comments, Will or Ryan? I think at the end of the day, even though I'm a Bears fan – I go with Amari Cooper as well. I, I just think there's a lot of potential there. And in looking at, at John Gruden, I went to FF statistics when, when Ryan said that and, and John Gruden's track record with his wide receiver ones is, is pretty impressive in terms of position finishes. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Amari Cooper side, although I, lo- I love both of these guys. I, I own a lot of shares of both. So it, it's really tough for me, especially as the bears fan. I, I want to lean towards the bears players. So, but Amari Cooper at the end of the day, I think is, is a guy that, um, I think he's more likely to ascend in value as well. I think he's going to have a good year. All right. So after two Twitter trades, we got Will Greenwood with three points, Ryan Livergood with two points, and Ryan McDowell with one point. So, oh. yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and you guys wanted to team that's, up? That's right. I know. All right. So we're, we're It's early. It's early. Jump ahead to, to trade number three. So this is a, a three for two. So it's a 12-team super flex half PPR. Uh, this trade received 104 votes. So on the Team A side, we have Deshaun Watson, Cooper Cup, and a 2021st. And on the Team B on the other side, we had Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota. So Deshaun Watson, Cooper Cup, and a 2021st up against Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota. And again, it is a 12-team Superflex League. And uh, I think, uh, Ryan Livergood, it's your turn to go first. So which which side and, and what percent do you think Twitter – shows you know these trades are kind of tough on twitter because i always wonder if people are paying attention to the league format you know that's a super flex league so you've got two qbs on team b matthew stafford and marcus Mariota, and then team a 
Deshaun Watson, a really sexy name. Um, Cooper Cup, also a, a player a lot of people like a lot. And then the 2021st. And we, we love our draft picks, don't we? This is really tough for me. But I think, I don't know, I'm just going to have some faith. Because last time I, when we played this game um, with a guest, I, I, I went too heavily on, on my assumption that people aren't paying attention, that it's super flex, only 104 votes. So I think people are going to go Team B. I think people are starting to get a little higher in Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota with the excitement um, with uh, that Tennessee offense with LaFleur, now the new offensive coordinator. So I'm going to go maybe 57% Team B. All right, 57% Team B. Uh, Ryan McDowell, who, which side do you think Twitter chose? Yeah, I, I agree with a, a lot of what he said there. And I think those numbers are pretty close too. I, I really feel like this should be kind of a runaway for the Stafford Mariota side, but I'm afraid it's, it, it's maybe not there with, uh, with Watson. And uh, we always like those first round picks, even if it's a couple of years away, I'm going to go also with team B Stafford Mariota. And I will say, uh, I'm going to say 61%. All right. Team B, 61%. All right, Will. You're, the, you're last here. In the in the lead. What you got? Uh, which, which side and what percent? How many more questions do we have left? <laughs> oh, man. Listen, strategy boy. I don't know. I, I think that there's two more after this one. Uh, so I'm going to assume there's like 20. Uh, there's, <laughs> I'll just go. I don't know. I yeah, super flex leagues. So I'm gonna go team A, but I'm only gonna go like 51 percent or so. 104 votes. So 54. Those are 153. So let's go. Yeah, 51 percent. All right. So we got one team. One team A here. 51 percent. So this is what Twitter chose. 62 uh, percent. Wow, Will, you're smoking us, man. Well, I know, but I could, I could just guess something higher on that side anyway. If I was gonna choose that as the winner, so 62 percent of Twitter chose the Deshaun Watson Cooper Cup and 2021 side, uh, whereas 38 percent chose the Matthew Safford Marcus Mariota side. And and I'm curious to get you guys' takes on this. I think for me, my first thought when I saw this trade. And I looked at the response. I thought, this is completely backwards. And, but then I began to look at it. And, I, you know, Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota are just – even if you look at their ADP, I think both of them – and, Ryan, you could confirm this. I think both of their ADP is in, like, the mid-quarterback two range. Um, I don't know that either of them – Stafford may be at the bottom end of quarterback one range. But I, I feel like both of these guys are – you know, Stafford just perennially – undervalued um but but i just feel like maybe these two guys are are, are just being a bit undervalued here in this trade what, what do you guys think so I'd, I'd like to chime in first here i think this is a really great example of how the qb landscape is shaping up now in superflex leagues and how it's changing so how many times uh do you read or see or hear or talk about how quarterbacks aren't that valuable and even in looking at superflex leagues where their adp is dropping even in our draft experiences in the scott fishbowl and where people were going what's happening is you have this like middle ground between I feel, I feel like QB maybe like four or five and everybody else uh, from where it drops off from there. People just think they can get QB value now wherever it is. And so at this point in time, from what I've seen and read and heard, the perception on what you can get, you want that star QB. Deshaun Watson, if he is 
a superstar and it has the Konami code and can run and rush for a bunch of touchdowns. He is in a super flex league could be a, a guy who like, boosts you basically to a league win. I mean, he could be a key piece of the winning team suit like really, really easily versus Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota. Do you really think either of those two are going to lead you to a league, league championship? And that's where I kind of feel like where the dynasty community is. I took 51% uh, because what I want to go against you guys, <laughs> but I totally see that this is the mindset of what we're seeing now. And I think you see it in drafts. I think you see it in, uh, in your everyday life and in what you're listening to is that in Superflex, that second QB is being devalued heavily. Even that first QB, like how, how, you know, how many teams, I wonder, in each draft take uh, somebody like Philip Rivers as their first QB every time, then take a young QB or, or where Trubisky is going, you know, now. Things like that. I don't know. I just, the, this middle ground, this like QB paradise that we're living in right now where coaches and young and up-and-coming coaches and, and offensive innovators are being able to change a guy around like uh, Jared Goff. I think it's changing these these guys' value quite a bit. Either of you guys, either of the Ryans have any any comments on this or to add to what Will said? Yeah, I think Will made a lot of good points, but I'm still just stunned by the results of this trade. Um, I, I definitely did see like some quarterbacks falling in, in SFB and, and even some of the mocks we've done at DLF. I've been surprised that uh, in the Superflex leagues how some of the quarterbacks have fallen. Um, Trey, you talked about Stafford and Mariota, they are both low-end quarterback ones right now. Stafford's quarterback 11, Mariota quarterback 12, and, and then Deshaun Watson's quarterback three. So I guess when, when you look at it that way, it, it makes some sense. And Cup and, and a first-rounder certainly have plenty of value as well. I just think about the, the super flex leagues I play in, and it is almost impossible to acquire um, any quarterback, let alone – um, a couple of guys in this quarterback one range. Um, so, so even taking that step down, even giving up uh, additional assets like cup in the first rounder, that's still the side I prefer. I mean, both of those guys are, are relatively young. We know Mariota is Stafford's just 30 and um, he's another guy that, that seems to be perennial, perennially undervalued. Um, so that's, that's still the side I'm on. I haven't, I haven't been swayed yet. Trey, I think it has a lot to do with what I was referring to earlier is when people look at these trades on Twitter and maybe they don't know what the Superflex format is because there are so many people that play in fantasy leagues and in dynasty leagues that still haven't embraced Superflex for whatever reason. And, you know, we can pick on uh, Ryan's uh, co-host on Dynasty Blueprint. Didn't Matt Williamson just just now join a Superflex league? And, you know, if there are guys like him that are just jumping into it, there are just so many people. And I don't know what the percentages are. It seems like... Ryan, on one of your podcasts, you were talking about it, um, or maybe it's another podcast I was listening to about the number of people that that play that play in Superflex, and it's still maybe it's slight, the slight majority, but it's still even though we're so into it, most of our listeners are so into it. I, I think it's it's that. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that when you look at a Twitter trade and it involves Superflex, that a lot of people just don't know how to value the quarterbacks. That's what I think it comes down to at the end of the day with this this example yeah and it very well might it, it very well might so i will say it's interesting when the this guy posted the trade on twitter he put like the you know the little red sirens um on each side of where he said Superflex league um but you know you're, you're right it, it easily could have been that people were just and, and i think deshaun watson plus you see that first like even though it's a 2020 yeah. people get yeah excited that you know but so okay well it, so in my honest opinion too i would take i would take the team b side of this most most times but uh, you know there could be uh, with the way people feel about their own 
super flex teams and where they are and things like that. I don't know. It just is a, it's, it's a good time to be in super flex leagues as far as the QB renaissance. And I've heard some people talk about, oh, that 2020 running back class is, is loaded and you, you want to get in on that. So that may have something to do with it too. The hype is real. The hype is real. So uh, through three questions, we got uh, Will maybe trying to start running away with it. But, but, but remember, there's three points able to be earned on each question. So still grounds that can be made up. Will's got four points. Ryan Livergood with two. And, and Ryan McDowell still stuck at one point. All right. Twitter trade number four. Uh, this is a PPR league. No other details were given. So PPR, 522 votes, a pretty good sample size. Uh, team A is receiving Leonard Fournette. And Team B is receiving Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and a 2019 first. So Leonard Fournette for Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and a 2019 first. And Ryan McDowell, I believe we're back to you to select which side – uh, you think Twitter chose and what percent? Oh, this is, this is another good one. Um, I, I'm going to say they chose the Fournette side. And wow, I think people are so down on Sammy right now. Uh, I'm going to say 81%. Okay. Side A, 81%. All right, Will Greenwood, what say you? Yeah, I'm going to go – I'll go side A and 81. So I want to be in there if it's higher. But too far. So I'll go 78%. All right, side A, 78%. All right, Ryan Livergood, who you got? Which okay, side? Two questions left, so I, I got to try to get back in. I'm going to be contrarian here. And I, and I kind of think it is team – you know, side B. I, obviously, Fournette is the best player in this deal – and I know Larry Fitzgerald is old, but, you know, he can win someone a league, and I, I think people look at this. It's PPR. Okay, Watkins. Yeah, polarizing guy, Fitzgerald. But that 2019 first, so I think it's close, but I will go the Team B side. Let's go 54%. All right, 54% side B. I'll have to tell you guys, I'm pretty excited because I don't remember which side it is. So when I push this button here, we're all going to be surprised. So – Ooh. 52% for the Leonard Fournette side. So Leonard Fournette, 52%. Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald on the 2019 first, 48%. So really in a, in a poll that received over 500 votes, that's a pretty pretty even number there. Uh, so, so Ryan uh, McDowell goes up to two points now. Will jumps up to five. And, and Ryan Livergood, you're at, you're at two. You guys have any any thoughts on, on any, any of these guys on either side of this deal? Yeah, I think um... – you know, for whatever reason, people are still just not trusting Fournette. Uh, we look at, at at that rookie class from a year ago and get so excited about a bunch of those guys. Um, and, and even though for much of their, I, I guess, even dating back to high school, their high school and college career, and now a year into the NFL, Fournette has kind of been uh, the lead guy as far as a recruit and then um, how they were ranked for the most part coming into the NFL, but then you've got Hunt and Kamara and, and others who have uh, either gained on him or, or even bypassed him when it comes to dynasty value. And, um, and he, he just almost seems to be like the forgotten guy of that class, which is crazy to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I do view this as, as a pretty fair trade overall, but 
uh, certainly on the Fournette side. You know my love. You know my love for Leonard Fournette, uh, and, and the way we've talked about it on this podcast. So I think a fun little stat here is uh, so Leonard Fournette last year had three less catches than Sammy Watkins over the season. That's awesome. Uh, and I know he's, he's not a big time route runner or pass catcher or like overall. He's he's not that. He's not you know the, the same way. He's not the same high powered offense as like a Kareem Hunt and things like that. But man. It's he, you know, would you be shocked if, if he finished with you know fifteen hundred yards and, and you know a dozen touchdowns? Would that really surprise you with Leonard Fournette? I think his upside is being undervalued way too heavily, and everybody's still binding to Sammy Watkins. And I know his, his he has talent and, and athletic skill, but the here uh, I'd be more like more sad if you had a win now team and you were giving up Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's kind of ironic because it, you know the 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 team B is kind of a little bit of both, right? There's a little bit of a win now element by getting Larry Fitzgerald and then Sammy, a, a guy like Sammy Watkins that could produce um, and getting the 19 first, but you're right. And, and, you know, Ryan mentioned it, you know, Leonard Fournette um, is a guy and I, I, I've had a hard time knowing how to value him. I think it'll be very intriguing to see where his value is 12 months from now, because you're right. Will, if he stays healthy and plays all 16 games uh, in his second year in the league, I mean, he could be a top three or top four dynasty startup pick next off season if he really is able to fulfill the potential and, and, and the use in the passing game, I, I think he's going to be interesting to watch. Ryan Livergood, do you have any thoughts? You want to see the last trade? Yeah, let's see the last trade. I mean, I think it's pretty even, probably, you know, team specific. I could, you know, I could see it going other way. I mean, Fournette's clearly the best asset in the deal, unless Sammy just blows us away this year, which I guess is possible. All right. Twitter trade number five. This is, this is our final trade of the night. So an opportunity for, for the Ryans to, to try and catch Will. So this is a PPR. Again, the only details that, that we're given in the trade. It's a PPR league. We're 110 votes, a little smaller sample size. We got Team A, Tyreek Hill, versus Team B, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so uh, I think, Will, you're going to be up first here, which is probably only fair since you're the leader here. Uh, which side and, and what percent? Uh, 90% Christian McCaffrey. All right. Team B, 90%. All right. Uh, Will, I'm sorry. That was Will. Ryan, Livergood, who you got? Man, PPR, I don't know. The, the Hill's a pretty polarizing player, isn't he? And since it's PPR, I, I, I kind of want to be contrarian and go with Team A. And um, depending on how you feel about Hill, the, the you know it, it's I don't know I, I I think at the end of the day though I got to go with with Twitter PPR I'll go with CMC, but I'm I'm not going to go as high a percentage try to get back into this. Um, I'll I think it's pretty close. So I'll say you know 54 percent Team B, McCaffrey. So, so Team B 54 percent. All right, and Ryan McDowell, who who do you have? Which side and what percent? Um, I was going to go Tyreek anyway. Um, I'll definitely go that way since the other guys went with McCaffrey. Uh, so I will say Tyreek, um, 57%. All right. Tyreek Hill, 57%. So these are the results. 76% of Twitter took CMC. And, and I, I found this very interesting because these guys are literally separated by two spots in July ADP. Christian McCaffrey at pick 20 and Tyree kill at pick 22. So I was a little bit surprised and, and, and will, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because you're, 
I mean, without hesitation, you jumped all over this one. And, and you know, the runaway winner of the game with six, six points here. Um, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts. I'm curious to hear all three of you guys' thoughts. But, Will, you want to start us out? Well, I think, one, Christian McCaffrey, even in, in, in the – and I guess this frame of reference where my, my head comes from is a big part of it was the Scott Fishbowl. I feel like he went a lot earlier than I thought he would and a little bit little bit overvalued. I mean, he had a really good season last year. And in PPR, I think people are, like, putting him in, like, the top, I don't know, eight, 18 picks-ish overall. He's young. He's athletic. He's a great pass catcher. He's in an offense with Cam Newton. Why not take him? And Tyreek Hill's just gotten so much hate uh, in the fantasy community over what they've done with Sammy Watkins and signing him and things like that. So uh, I think Tyreek Hill right now is a great value buy for anybody. And if it were me, I mean, it's team dependent. I think so I wouldn't trade Christian McCaffrey for Tyreek Hill. I think their values are close in real in real life. Like that's I, I don't think this is a horrible like trade overall, but you would just be able to get more. You could get Tyreek Hill plus a little something something for Christian McCaffrey. Ryan or Ryan, you guys have any have any thoughts on this? Ryan McDowell, I know you've been a big supporter of Tyreek Hill and, and a big fan of his. Um, what what are your thoughts about the one sidedness of this trade, given their relative um, similarity in, in ADP? Yeah, I'm uh, clearly really surprised, I'm, and uh, I I do prefer Hill even up in um, you know in, in this trade. So I mean, when it comes to Hill, just bottom line, I I just think he might be a special wide receiver and I've even started to see I, I haven't dared to make this comparison myself but I've seen a few others call him potentially the next Antonio Brown and I can kind of see that in that a lot of what Antonio Brown has done in his career the the past few years it, it shouldn't really make sense based on what we knew of him coming out based on draft capital and and all of these other things that it really shouldn't have worked out that way. And, and it just did because of his talent. And, and I could, I could kind of see Hill regardless of a quarterback change, regardless of um, a strong running game, regardless of the addition of Sammy Watkins and, and, and guys like Kelsey there to, to battle for targets, just continue to put up big numbers. As far as McCaffrey goes, I honestly, I think he's being a little overrated um, they, they added CJ Anderson, which I like a lot real football wise. I think he's probably being, um, forgotten about a little too soon. I don't know that McCaffrey's going to see a, a lot, um, a, a lot more carries than he, he did last year. And the carries he did see, he was not, uh, not very efficient with those, um, with, with his touches, with his, receptions out of the backfield he certainly was but as as a runner I, I don't think he was impressive in in that rookie year and uh, Rich Rebar dropped a great stat uh, recently on Twitter about how McCaffrey performed when Greg Olson was healthy and uh, I, unfortunately I don't I don't have the exact stat in front of me but it was not good I, I, I think he said um, I believe it was McCaffrey was a running back two or better in only two games of seven that Olsen played. So maybe the loss of Olsen last year uh, had a lot to do with, with McCaffrey's uh, usage as a receiver. So maybe we're just getting a little too, too ahead of ourselves on McCaffrey. Hey, Ryan, there's one thing you didn't mention about Tyreek Hill, and that's his personal history. 
I mean, he has a history of, of bad behavior off the field. It's been a while, but do you think that's maybe one of the other things that's keeping his value low? Because I'm with you. When I see Terry Kill, I see a, a guy that's special. He has special talents. But in the back of my mind, I don't have too many shares of him because I, I don't like these bad character guys. Not because I, I don't want to have them on my team because I'm afraid to cheer for them, but I just worry that one day they're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and whether they've got a, issues with their temper or something happens, they have this off the field incident and then their value just, just goes down the gutter. Do you, do you think sure. people even think about that? Or are we so far removed from that? And we have such a short, uh, short term memory that people don't even think about that when they think about Terry Kill. I, I think there are some that still do. And, and I think there are some who have that mindset that, you know, he did this. Um, so he's, he's never going to be on my roster. I don't want to support him. I don't want to cheer for him. And, and I get that. Um, and what he did, first of all, I, I don't know all of the details, really, really none of us do. So I, I don't want to speak too much about it, but from what I understand, that incident was a one-time thing. Um, you know, we've got the, we've got guys, Joe Mixon is among them and, and there've been plenty of others, uh, in recent years who just to have repeated issues, whether it's, uh, violence or, uh, alcohol or, or drug related issues, whatever it might be, it just seems to keep happening. And with Hill, and I mean, I would never, ever dismiss or, or even forgive what he did, but my understanding is that it was a one-time thing and um, that doesn't make it okay, but I don't see that history there with him or that repetitive history, I guess, with him. So uh, again, that, that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't mean we should forget about it or anything like that, but that pattern I don't think is there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's, a, that's a, maybe a differentiator. Yeah, he's going to be a very interesting guy, Tyreek Hill, to watch in the coming 24 months um, because I, I know that there's been, you know, some of those comparisons uh, to Antonio Brown. There's been some, you know, uh, real hype surrounding his potential. I mean, he, you know, he's still incredibly young. He's only been in the league for two years, and what he did last year was nothing short of amazing. I think the Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, addition to the – to the pie there in Kansas city coupled with the change at quarterback is probably, you know, this season is going to be very interesting to watch how that whole offense comes together. I think it's going to be, you know, um, I'm a big fan of Sammy Watkins and I would love to see him take a step forward, but I think it's gonna be very difficult for any of those major. I think it's gonna be difficult for, for Kelsey. I think it's gonna be difficult for Watkins. I think it's gonna be difficult for Tyreek Hill to really put up, numbers at the top like five of their position you know or, or even even like wide receiver one I think might be tough for either of those wide receivers because I think they both are very talented and it's going to be a huge challenge for defenses I guess Kelsey Kelsey's pretty good odds to finish in the top five among tight ends but I, I doubt he sees the targets that he saw last year um, so it's it's definitely one of going to be one of the more fun offenses to watch and and see how things shake out this season so Ryan, we got to tell you about the segment that we started the regular season. We're doing a countdown, 10 hot, bold, spicy takes for the season. There are five levels that your take could possibly be. It could be banana pepper. It could be jalapeno. It could be habanero. It could be ghost pepper, or it could be the almighty Carolina Reaper. 
So Ryan, here's how this works. You're going to give us a hot, bold, spicy take for the season, and we will assign it a value anywhere from banana pepper to Carolina Reaper. We'll come to a consensus, and then for the guest spot, the Fantasy Joe's guest spot, you'll get that number of points assigned to it. And then at the end of the year, we're going to go through these takes, and we're going to see who was right, who was wrong. So that's the way it works. Are you ready to play? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I actually didn't know there was anything hotter than, than ghost pepper, so that I'm a little intimidated here. <laughs> we'll see if Trey can find some Carolina Reapers. He's in North Carolina. Maybe you can, uh, maybe you can mail us. Oh, I've been seeing the signs, man. I've seen, I've driven by, like, I live, Ryan, I live up in, like, the the mountains north of Asheville, about 30 minutes north, so I'm in, I'm in Madison County. It's, it's in the woods, my friend, but, you know, you're driving down the road and past these farms, and I've seen a couple farms in the last uh, couple months where they're advertising that, that they have Carolina Reaper, and I'm so tempted to stop and uh, and get some, but um, I, I probably should just stop and get some and handle them with rubber gloves and ship them to my colleagues here. Well, we should, uh, instead of like the, you know, doing the water better, the grab big of shame, it should be something like, uh, you're going to do like a, a reaper, uh, like a, a word for betting that starts with an R. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with it. You have to take a bite of a Carolina, Carolina reaper and you get like one pepper per year. And you can make 20 bets until it's gone. <laughs> oh, I'd be out. I would not make that <laughs> Life's not worth it. I don't feel that strongly enough about anything. I'm such a spice whip. It'd go horribly. But, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's know. a QB1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. So no. what do you got from us? I, I know that uh, the, the, on, the, on the DLF podcast, you guys did a show similar to this where you guys uh, had some, some takes. So you can use one of those or maybe you got a fresh one for us. Yeah, I kind of branched out a little bit. I came up with a, a couple of others. I'm going to narrow it down here, though. Um, since I'm kind of the ADP guy, I ended up just focusing on that ADP and I'm looking at DJ Moore right now. He's 54 overall in our ADP. That makes him wide receiver 25. I think by next off season, he's going to be in the top 24 overall. So he's going to be a first or second round, most likely second round Ooh, startup pick. Right. DJ Moore, top 24, Ooh. and overall, not wide, wide receiver um, ADP or, or um, overall? Overall. Overall, Ooh. top 24 overall. Yeah, you said overall. So I would have to put him in the top 12 of wide receivers, right? Because there's got to be only 12 wide receivers. It's got to be about half and half, right? Maybe maybe two tight ends, or maybe maybe only one. Is, is, is Gronk the only tight end being taken that high? Um, let's see, right now, actually, in our – um, sorry, well, he won't be see. next off season, I'm guessing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, right now there are twelve players. Yeah, twelve wide receivers in the uh, top twenty-four. So, yeah, I believe it is twelve and twelve. I don't think I don't think Kelsey or Gronk are in the top twenty-four at all. Well, I, I so okay. Uh, so we'll we'll talk this out a little bit. So I'm looking at the um, I, I narrowed it down to to wide receiver ADP, and I see that. Um, the, the highest second-year player is Corey Davis, the number 14 overall. And Corey Davis had some bad breaks, right? Uh, he was injured. Uh, um, you, you know, it's, it's, they had a down season in Tennessee. So, I don't know, guys. I still think it's pretty hot. I mean, there are a lot of names that he would have to jump above. I mean, I still think that, uh, although, we you know, Julio Jones and A.J. Green probably will slip because of age. They'll probably still be, you know, in that range. I don't know. Does he jump over those guys? Or does that big 3-0 scare people and definitely drop those guys out of the top 12? Uh, well, Trey, what do you, what do you guys think initially? I think it's ghost pepper. I mean, I almost said Carolina Reaper just because those, when you start getting up to the top 12, um, 
you're really talking about names that have pretty solidly insulated value. Um, and, and I think that there's some guys in that 12 to 15 range, you know, a Stefan Diggs. I don't know if Amari Cooper is still outside that top 12, but, you know, those are both two guys. If they are in that 12 to 15 range, I fully expect them to be up in that top 12 next year. And, and there's, you know, so many guys in that top 12 right now that I think their value is so well insulated that for DJ Moore to ascend, I mean, I, I'm trying to think about what kind of production he would have to have this year to put him there. And I think it would have to be like, you know, a thousand yard, maybe, you know, eight or nine touchdown season, which isn't out, outside their own possibilities. But I mean, I think it's pretty hot. I love the take. Um, and, and so I don't, um, it's definitely not impossible. I, I just think it's pretty improbable. You know, you know, it's funny when I talked about the ADP, I was actually looking back at July, 2017. <laughs> so Corey Davis, yeah, is, gonna... Corey Davis is number 15, number 15 now. So he slipped a little bit after that bad year, but you know, his value was pretty insulated, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of guys to jump. I, I, I think I would go with, um, with ghost pepper. I, I think, I think that's fair because I think there are also some other younger wide receivers that could, kids vault back up. Um, you know, Brandon cooks could, could vault back up with the big year and there, there are several others. So I, I think that's fair. It's, it's maybe not quite Carolina Reaper, but uh, will you agree with that? I think, I think I could go, uh, Carolina Reaper pretty easily. I mean, with the, with the way that I see the dynasty format changing in the next year and the amount of people that are going to start playing and the amount of just the information out there that everybody's like, okay, you need to have a shorter window, shorter window, shorter window. Wide receivers are continually getting devalued when it comes to that, uh, especially young wide receivers. And so I could just see, I mean, I feel like he has put monster stats for that to happen. Like what, what is, where did Juju end up at, for 80, if, you know, for in the wide receiver ranks right now? Where's he true. going you, you, overall? He put up a massive season. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point about Juju. I think that's a huge bold take for a guy who's never touched a football field to be that high. And so I like it, I, and I enjoy it. But I do think it's Carolina Reaper. I think that's – I think that's – the Ghost Pepper uh, were being a little hard. You, you know, you talk, you talk me into it because looking at Juju, you know, number 29 overall, he still not – hasn't cracked that top 24. So, yeah, okay, I'm going to change it. Trey, can we go Carolina Reaper? Yes, I'm okay with that. All right, we got you down, Ryan. That's a, that's a great take. Uh, DJ Moore. Top 24 overall ADP um, players. With that, we'll get our guest Ryan McDowell out of here. Ryan, I think people know where to find you, but just in case they don't, do you, do you want to tell them where they can find you or do you want to talk about anything that you've got going on right now? Sure. I've, uh, I've got a lot going on right now. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Um, and... I guess kind of my home is at Dynasty League Football. That's where I do most of my work, but also uh, plenty of podcasts that you mentioned earlier. Um, doing some work for Roto World this this off season, and and we'll be doing that again uh, in season as well. And then uh, I, I guess the newest thing kind of on my plate is the Dynasty Command Center. I run that with Curtis Patrick, and that's just. Um, kind of a kind of a unique thing we have going there i guess like you could call it a consultation service but i almost feel like it's it's just a new community we formed that we've got some great folks in there and and we're just talking dynasty uh pretty much nonstop, and um <clears throat> we have some some good add-on services that, that you can use to analyze your team and uh it's it's just been a lot of fun so you can check that out at um dynastycommandcenter.com 
Nice. Well, Ryan, we want to say once again, thank you. Our 50th episode. We couldn't have, have, have dreamed of a better guest to have on than you. This was awesome. We wanted to talk to you for so long. And thank you for your time. Thanks for spending the night with us. And it's been a great conversation. Thanks for playing the game. And uh, hopefully you can come on next time and you can uh, get some revenge. I guess fantasy yeah. jokes. I need it. That was, that was rough. I need to work on my uh, trade game, I guess. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for having me. Congrats on 50 episodes and, and here's to 50 more. Thank you. Appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate Ryan. it, man. I mean, I can't say that revenge will be had next time you're on, but <laughs> uh, well, I think I've won the Twitter game too. Oof, that's amazing. what gets me. I love winning Twitter games. <laughs> it's so, like, so random Ryan jumped off. He had to, had to go, but, but guys, it's time for our uh, hot, bold, spicy takes. So who wants to go first? I don't mind going first if you guys. I need to go last. Yeah, let, let me go first because this is a little bit hotter than last week. It, it can't be any, any, any colder, right? Um, and I'm just going to do it. I know this is kind of a homer take, but I've been wanting to talk about this. And w- what episode better than episode 50 to, to give this as one of my takes? Mitchell Trubisky, a QB1, top 12 quarterback this year. Boom. Man, I... Oof. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to think about that. I, you know, I, I think that there is inevitably going to be, I, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle of the road. I don't, I don't think it's super hot because I, I do think he's going to be put in a position to succeed. Uh, well, well, what's your thoughts? What do you have any uh, initial thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, it's, Top 12s, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, and I see the Bears having a super conservative offense. So I see it as a, between a, a habanero-ish pick. Like you go there's, – there's a lot of ways you can go. Just because uh, Trubisky – I mean, just like what, what track record do you have to go from to actually make this this bold call? And like that, that's what makes it more bold. Like you're projecting a lot of things, you believe in it, and that's where it's going. So – uh, I can I can be convinced it goes Pepper. I don't think it's uh, Carolina Reaper just because I don't know, top top twelve. You know, it just there, there's a lot of variance in there. Like like Jared, you know Jared because had Jared Goff last year in the top twelve and probably Carolina Reaper probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, I think so. I just looked it up on Fantasy Pros and Mitch Trubisky is rated uh, the the number twenty quarterback, and it looks like among the experts, quote-unquote experts, that his best rating is 16th and his worst is 27th. So I will say that you're going four spots higher than any of the experts and, and many spots higher than, you know, other experts. So I'll have to say that it's definitely a hot take. I do anticipate you're going to have two of those guys in the top 12 that will get hurt and not finish up there. Um, but I, I'm willing to go – for him to finish as a top 12 quarterback this year, I'm willing to go. What do you think? Will? it's for me, it's kind of like halfway between habanero and um, ghost pepper. I mean, a full yeah. season production with how this, I think they're going to rely on the the running game, especially when they get down toward the, you know, inside the 10. Yeah. I guess this early in the season, I'll, I'll go ghost pepper. I'm willing to up it. I like it. Plus, I'm riding the high of winning the Twitter game. It's just so much fun. All right. <laughs> yes, Ghost Pepper, Mitch Trubisky, top 12 QB. All right. Woo. We're off to a great start, guys. Who wants to go next? Trey? Yeah, I'll go next. I'll go next. So, um, I am actually going to 
man, I was so tempted here because I, I feel like this is going to happen. Um, and then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't because it's a guy that I'm always like, I'm just a sucker for. I, I'm going to go with the aforementioned Sammy Watkins. And I'm going to stay in uh, full PPR leagues that Sammy Watkins last year, the cutoff for uh, wide receiver one in full PPR was Marvin Jones was wide receiver 12 at 225.1 points. So I'm going to say that Sammy Watkins will have, I, I can't go quite that high, but I'm going to say he breaks the 200 point barrier. Essentially, you know, 200 points would, would essentially be you know, 60 catches for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. No, you know what? Forget about it. I'm going to say Sammy Watkins is a top 15 wide receiver instead of points. The wide receiver 15 had 221 points last year. So it was only four points less than, so I'm going to say Sammy Watkins, is a top 15 wide receiver this year. Trey, off the top of your head, do you know what the highest Sammy, how Sammy has finished in his career? I don't know off the top of it. Uh, I, I can give you this quick stat line. It was 60 catches, 147 yards, and nine touchdowns. And that was in 13 games. Right. 1,047 yards. So, yeah, what did I say? 147. <laughs> yeah, he was really efficient. <laughs> really efficient. <laughs> 1,047, yeah. So I, I think one thing that's holding me, hold me back by making this. Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. But yes, it was three years ago. But we know he's talented. I think one of the things that's holding me back on, on this too hot of a take is that we've seen him do it before. I mean, he's done it. But, um, so, uh, and, and I think he's fully recovered from his injury. Um, he's going to have a, you know, a full, uh, you know, preseason going into this new offense, um, uh, which should be proficient. Yes. There's other weapons there. So I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to, I'm kind of in the middle right now. I'm, I'm kind of habanero territory, but I can be, you know, talked to going, going someplace else though. Will. Last year, closest to the hole. Are you guys looking at Sammy Watkins' stats? I'm, I'm pulling them up as we speak. Don't do it. Don't do it. How many receiving yards did he have? Last year? Last year, under 600. Yeah. Like 580. I, I, he had 593. How many did he have the year before? Oh, he was um, I think even less than yeah. that. Uh, it, it, I know he was playing in Buffalo and then came to the Rams late in a, in a late trade. Oh, man. They, Buffalo already had to pick up his fifth-year option. I don't know, there's just so much like I want to, I, I, I like him is the problem. So I don't want to rate it higher, but I do think it's, I think it's either a Habner or a Ghost Pepper. I don't think it's any less bold. I think it's more, or like it's equally as bold as saying Trubisky is going to be top 12. So I'll go Ghost Pepper. Like I'll say, for instance, in his best season, he was wide receiver 20. In, in Sammy Watkins' best season, which was uh, 2015, I just looked it up, uh, in PPR, he, he was wide receiver 20. So wide receiver 20, is the best finish he's ever had. Wait, so for, with 1,047 yards and nine touchdowns, he was wide receiver 20? Yeah. But you're looking at, yeah. you're looking at PPR? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No. Yeah, no, but he only played 13 games. Well, so well, if you extrapolate that, let's do a little points per game action. Well, if I, you can, I can sort it right here by points per game. So points per game that year, he was 10th. I, I, see, I disagree with you, Will, that it's it, it's the same level as Mitch Trubisky take. Then the big reason is because we've we've never seen Mitchell Trubisky do it. We, I mean, we don't we don't actually know that he's good. So I think he is good, and that, but you know, it's a it's a brand new offense. There's a lot of a lot of question marks. With Sammy Watkins, we know he's good when he's healthy. He's very talented. So and, and he's in an offense which should be should be really good. So uh, that's why I'm more habanero. I mean, if you want to give it Ghost Pepper, if you feel that strongly, I'll go Ghost Pepper. The top 15, like, so are you also have to, I guess in my head too, uh, you have uh, Odell Beckham coming back from an injury. 
you have some things that are going to change from last year. Uh, and I think it could bump them back. So, I mean, I to say just top 15, I know it's not – it's just bolder than I've, I think what I initially expected. All right. I don't know. Well, I, I, don't try, I don't think it's going to be top 15 at all. So, maybe it's my personal bias is, is what – like, out of that offense, I wouldn't be shocked if Tyreek Hill outscores him by 50 points in PPR. All right, well, let's go Ghost Pepper. I, I think you're getting off easy here, Trey. I, I think you're getting an evolution. Just, we'll go habanero then. I can be a <laughs> No, no, no. Let's do ghost pepper. Let's do ghost pepper. And uh, I was going to look at where fantasy pros. So fantasy pros has him thirty first. All right. In yeah. pp in P, ppr. I you know it is. I I agree with you guys. It is one of those takes where you're kind of like, well, it doesn't sound that hot. Sammy Watkins is, but you know nobody's ex- nobody's giving him credit. Nobody's expecting him to do that. Nobody's. Um, everybody thinks yeah. he's going to fall in line third on that team in targets. Right. And. I actually, I, I believe that he's got the talent to lead that team in targets. I think that people are sleeping on his athletic ability, his ability to separate, his ab- ability to get open. Um, I think he's being, you know, he's not just a deep threat. So I, I think that it will be very challenging for him to do that. I think that if he were healthy and still in Buffalo, he may have a better chance because he would just be inundated with targets. Yeah. I think the, I think the, the biggest you know, barrier to him doing it. And the reason that I think it makes it a hot take and not just, you know, me supporting my guy is that there's Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey that are, you know, both received over hundred targets last year. And you got Kareem hunt who's going to be involved in the passing game, Spencer Ware. So, you know, it, it's, you know, he, he's going to have to be very efficient or become a real dominant piece of that passing game. So I think that's going to be the thing that makes it toughest for him. I just think it's a huge speculative choice. It, it, like he got, he got paid a lot, but there's been a lot of bad wide receiver contracts out there. I mean, they overpaid Jerry Macklin when he came to town. I know he finished pretty high that year, but I don't I don't know. So I'm I, yeah. Let, anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on. Will let's hear yours. All right, uh, mine's gonna be three uh, rookie running backs finished in the top twelve. Wow, three. Do you want to name them, or are you just you're saying three rookie running? No, I'd rather just not name them. <laughs> so i know that this happened last year are you are you talking ppr will yeah it was four last year and i'm doing full ppr yeah yeah i think this is really hot i, th- I think that you know obviously running back is a position where injuries occur so you you can take you know three or four of the guys that you expect to be in the top 12 um like last year david johnson dalvin cook both went down with injury um, you, you know, so I, I do expect that there's going to be a few guys that you really expect to be a lock for a top 12. They're going to fall out for injury. The, the biggest problem I have with this, I don't even know that two are, I, I think that it, this would have been a fairly hot take just to say two will finish in the top 12. Um, I, I know that Saquon Barkley is widely considered by many, you know, as, as a lock to finish in the top 12, but I don't even think that's a lock. I, I think him finishing in the top 15 or 18 is, pretty pretty uh reasonable but um i think for three for me it would be um i i'd say i'd go ghost pepper certainly for three rookie running backs i I like this running back class but i i have a hard time seeing them put up the the level of production they're going to need to be um sony michelle probably would be second in line followed by uh, rashad penny I, i think that the Cleveland, they're going to just eat into each other. I don't see Chubb finishing as a top 12. And, and I think Carrion and Royce Freeman might have a 
tough time as well. What do you think, Ryan? I think it's the almighty Carolina Reaper. The more I think about it, if we give those other two takes ghost peppers, I mean, I think we have to give this Carolina Reaper because it is, I know it happened last year, but you've got to look at the running backs coming in. And, you know, Saquon is the only guy I realistically see doing it. Could another guy surprise us and sneak in there? Absolutely. You know, could, could uh, Sonny Michelle or Darius Geis? Yeah, sure. Those guys could penny. So it's possible, but there's so many good running backs now in the NFL. And I, I just think for, for, um, for three of them to sneak into the top 12 uh, in, in PPR, that, that, that would be pretty remarkable. So I, w- I would go um, – I guess we have to decide between Ghost Pepper or Carolina Reaper. No, I'm in on Carolina Reaper. I'm looking right now at Fantasy Pros, which, of course, we know they get things wrong all the time. But consensus right now, Saquon Barkley is six, and there's not another rookie in the top 20. Uh, Rashad Penny, I apologize. I forgot about Darius Geis. Darius Geis is there at nine. <laughs> Darius Geis is there at 19. Rashad Penny's at 21. And, and I, you know, I think if you'd said the top 15 or top 18, it would have been like banana pepper. But top 12 with all of the elite guys that you've got up in that, you know, in that top, you know, the the top. I think there's 12 right off the bat that are almost locks without injury. So yeah, I'm w- I'm with you on that, Ryan. For three of them to finish in the top 12 total points because again they've got to all stay healthy right i mean rookies get hurt yes they do as well so i'm i'm in carolina reaper don't matter your age you can still get hurt <laughs> i guys i think that's a, a good way to end our 50th show if you guys want to say anything to our loyal listeners 50 shows in before we sign off oh uh, i didn't prepare a, a soliloquy <laughs> but uh you're welcome for my twitter experience and the, us bringing you some nice guests. And no, it's, it's been a great ride. This is the off season and we're learning a lot as we go along. Uh, 50 snuck up real fast. So I'm looking forward to a hundy and we'll throw a much bigger celebration because we're way more prepared. <laughs> Trey, any, any quick thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, I, I just, I'm super appreciative of the guys that have stuck with us and, and li- listeners that have come along the way and maybe weren't there from the very beginning. We appreciate you guys. We, you know, we, we try to be, we try to be, you know, not just give you good content to be entertaining at times. And, and, you know, I think that it seems like we've been able to get some pretty solid guests on that, that obviously their perspective is, is pretty incredible to, to share with our listeners. So you guys are the best, you guys are the best listeners out there. And not only are our listeners the best, I gotta, I gotta say to you guys, to, to Trey and Will, I, I look so forward to when we have a recorded podcast. The nights we record a podcast and we chat before we chat before we chat after it's just a blast. We all have this passion that we share and it's, it's, it's fun. So I'm just glad we're doing it. And I'm glad that we have people that actually download us each week and listen. So thanks to our listeners and thanks to you guys. Thanks to you, Ryan and Trey Trey. <laughs> I don't know why you get two names, Trey. It's- <laughs> Late at night. All right. Well, we might as well get out of there. I think our loyal listeners could probably recite this by heart. Uh, what am I going to say? I'm going to say thank you for listening again to another episode of the Fantasy Joes. You know the email, thefantasyjoes at gmail.com or at FFJoes on Twitter. Your feedback is welcome. We want to know how we're doing, what you want from us. So talk to us, tweet at us, whatever. At me, bro. We come at you weekly, very early Monday mornings, the new episodes. And when the season starts, it's going to be Thursday morning. So, so programming note there. Get ready for it. What, what, seven weeks away, something like that? Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave us a review, but as always, only if it's positive, all right? You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. And I'm at Roto Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, 
I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joe. Fantasy Joes. So let me let me just say it right here. We got Saquon Barkley. He seems to be an okay running back. Then we got my boy Sony Michelle, because you know you know I love him. And then number three finishing in the top twelve. You know who I'm talking about? It's Akramwadley. <laughs> That's a double or nothing on the old <laughs> UDFA. <laughs> if he makes that roster, we. Yeah. You guys realize when this podcast is released, when our listeners are listening to this right now, there is football to be had three or less days away. Yeah, remember, remember the Hall of Fame game last year got canceled, so he don't jinx it. Great. <laughs> ah, what a buzzkill. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I have a lot of respect for teachers, and yeah, I really too. respect what you do. Me yeah. Too. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And I've given it a shot, and I decided I couldn't do it. So <laughs> <laughs> it is not for everybody, for sure. But I have one Twitter trade, so take that, Ryan McDowell. That's right. <laughs> That's what really. <laughs>